Hey guys, welcome to another Fedicum episode. This time we had uh, Semki Kemba on again. He spoke a little bit about the journey of life, his first pro fight, a bit about the UFC, and then we also touched on a bit of anime, which I don't really know why, but we did. So well, uh, enjoy the episode, and inshallah we'll see you soon. Fedicum. That they only shoot every 300 years or some shit. Like some meat you can't taste. Unless you're in, certain, yeah. and you're in a certain area. It becomes a new standard. Do you remember Bro. Kevin Hart, what he spoke about it? He goes, like, professional athletes, their money is different. Because mm. Kevin Hart, we know, movies, comedy, whatever he needs, photo shoots, he's got to make millions. Yeah. But he goes, when I hang out with athletes, they just spend 40, 50, 60,000 a night like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Laugh. It's And he goes, like, they'll bro. just spend 15,000 on drinks or on a meal, like a... You know, we think caviar is the most expensive. There's some random thing we've Regular. never heard of. It's like yeah, 10,000 addition. I would just be like, yeah, here. Because they make 150,000 a week. So what's 50,000? It's like if we make 750, we spend 250 in a week on expenses. Mm. They're just Nothing. living on a different... Yeah. That's why they still have the same struggles. They still go broke They because yeah. they still make... It comes down to who they are. Mm. Yeah. And it's also like post... Like they say, people that used to make it 120 and then they go to making like 80k a year, they can't, their living expenses are 120 a year, yeah, yeah. Or 150 a year. That's what they're used to. So they can't, yeah. There's a pod- live within your means. There's a podcast called I'm Athlete. Have you seen it? It's called what? I'm Athlete. No. I'm an athlete, no. I'm Athlete basically is. Um, LeBron James? No, no, there's these retired NFL players. Yeah. yeah, I remember Dwayne Wade, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's retired NFL players. They have like a podcast where they talk about financial. Sorry, bro. That was my bad. <laughs> my camera, the st- flash is still gone. But um, <laughs> basically, what they what they do is they have uh, four or five brothers that retired from the NFL, or they got obviously delisted, or they don't have any more like teams that want them. And basically, they come on, they talk about struggles for men, whether it's like mental, financial, physical, all that sort of stuff. And you look at these guys, bro. They're hinch. Hmm. Forty five with better bodies than all well, of that's us. That's good. It'll, <laughs> le- it'll make you realize oh, that inshallah. everyone has some issue. Doesn't matter what's going on. Yeah. 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 And 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 one of the guys on there, yeah, that he's um, he spoke about uh, when you initially come into the NFL, yeah, and how many of their friends that they see when they first come into the NFL and they get that one point seven million contract. Yeah. That's the rookie base, yeah, mm-hmm. or something. One point seven. I don't know what it is exactly. US now, one point seven million. That's a lot. Nothing. That's but nothing. The and in college, you made nothing. They, <laughs> get, they get the money, yeah. They get the money, and then they go, okay, that means I have one point seven mil to spend. Mm. It's oh, not that's a. Their yeah. I have to go and get a house now, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. have to do the payments. Not how much house. you make? Yeah. How much you eat? It's yeah. the mindset. Also, you know Tyler Hero, like a NBA player, he got his rookie contract, and they said, if you get a financial advisor and you invest your original 2 million you get in your rookie contract you'll be set for life mm. yeah, so their yeah, rookie yeah. contract if it's done strategically they're actually set You're for life to go. Yeah, that's yeah. why yeah. you need to have someone there to tell you these things yeah. and if not th- I'm pretty sure they would wouldn't the organisation put people in place like that no, 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 bro. no yeah. it depends <laughs> on the organisation uh, if they're all like banter guys nah, yeah. they go drinking and it's, stuff it's like that you gotta have the right people around you you need to have the right people around you yeah. and you need to look out for yourself as well you can't always re- depend and rely on that mm. take it under your own you know it's up to you. You know that that concept there is. They asked LeBron James that the whole time, like, why has he kept you know the five guys that he started with from the get mm. around him from like all the way till he made it to the top. I rate that. And he that's why he started. Um, you know the whole I'm an athlete movement. He started all these like businesses. More than, more than an athlete. More Say again. Than Sorry, than more than an athlete. Than yeah, an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yes, there was he, he took him yeah. back two steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then there was the other one. Um, more than athlete. No, the podcast with Maverick Carter. <laughs> the podcast like Maverick Carter. You know, needing dope. Yeah, and the whole concept about it is like for like black African athletes who don't know about stuff about money, who not they're not financially literate. How can they speak spend their money? So Mavericardo, who was one of LeBron James' friends from the get, is he on barbershop? 
he's on barbershop as well yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the one with the, the dreads or, yeah the yeah. little bit of a dread yeah, not rich paul his agent the other one. Oh, the, okay yeah, yeah you yeah. see rich paul maverick Undisputed? Is that a? Oh, it's the barber shop. Oh, okay. LeBron James no, no, no. does. But I saw that's back now. People the shop, the shop, the shop, the shop. Yeah, yeah. It's like they try to do like a barber shop convert. They get people on, you know, yeah. celebrities, yeah. not just athletes. They get everyone, and they kind of just have on. chats about life. Man. And they, yeah. they, the one question they ask all athletes, and not even just athletes, I even ask just like black people in general. Yeah, is like, what did you do with your first salary that you got? Mm. Yeah, and a lot of them just spent it. No one knew what to do with their money. Did I mean? Standard. Clay Thompson didn't know what to do with their money. You know I mean? And, and his dad's was think a about the age they get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen, yeah, yeah, twenty, twenty-one, and they, they, they got this age. And who's gonna even listen? And a lot at of them that have point. had yeah. tough lives, they're tough yeah. upbringings. So for them, it's like, for example, I just say a hundred thousand. You don't, they, you don't be like, yeah, I'll invest it, and I don't change. Mm. And who they look up to, bro? Yeah, like they're looking at, for example, um, I don't know the rappers and all that, and they're just nice just Gucci and wearing know, nice and clothes. Yeah, get some drip and and also not on top of that, I think it's important. Yeah, keep the the real people around you. Yeah, the real people, and that's something I, you always feel, as yeah. opposed to what people say. You, you can feel authenticity. You can feel something genuine. Yeah, yeah, but bro. Keep those real people, and you're you're good to go. People that can check you, people that are gonna treat you the same, they're not gonna treat you different. Like something else is going on. That's the key. It's it, and also going back to Susan's thing. It's not about looking up to the rappers and and all that kind of stuff. It's more about. A lot of pe- these people, they come from backgrounds where everyone depends on them. So when they make it, there's 15 people that I don't know come out of nowhere and say, hey, can you buy me this? Can you buy yeah. me that? Can you buy me that? you got to <laughs> identify what your circle is very yeah. quickly, very early. Exactly. So that by the time things are there, you know what you can do, what you can't do. Mm. But it's fi- financial knowledge in knowing what you want y- the future to look like. Is it just basketball? Am I gonna, you have to foresee, I might get injured. I might be out of the league in a couple of years. Like I know Elon Musk, when he was with PayPal, he sold it. 180 million and that was his share yeah he divided it up 90 million for spacex and 90 million for tesla and he borrowed money to pay rent yeah he could have did 179.8 or 0.2 million and took 800,000 and bought a house and never worried about rent he goes not every single dollar is it mindset yeah but that was his mindset like i need to put whatever i can and borrow money for rent yeah because he's like i know spacex and tesla are going to be bro General Motors, 1940, mm. and Tesla starting in like 2000. Now look mm. at it. How can you win market share in a company like that? Mm. You know? Yeah, and now Tesla is like everyone wants a Tesla. Everyone wants a share Every YouTuber's got a Tesla. People are shouting out Tesla and Elon Musk at the end of fights. Benil yeah. Dariush. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, he went on there. He ordered the car. didn't come in yet. <laughs> so he started roasting him. He goes, where's my car? Whatever. Yeah. The guy actually sent him a free car until yeah. he's, he's actually developed. He goes, here, take this one. It's marketing, Ooh. bro. We're talking yeah. about it bro, now. Bro, that's suave, bro. That's David Dobrik and stuff. Yeah. There you go. Oh, you're going you're gonna to shout him out? Tell him to get a Tesla and shout out. Get a Tesla. Tesla please. Shout out Ford. Give me a Ford Falcon. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> old school. <laughs> I want you to remake it to I go. Yeah, just touching on that more, bro. MJ, you know, you know what happened when they gave him his initial contract? They go, Hey, do you want the whole thing in Dosh? Or do you want you want to they have like an offering a part of the, the, the Chicago Bulls? Like he can have a share in the ownership of Chicago Bulls. He goes, No, nah, give a, he goes give me the share, give me the yeah, percentage. Yeah. And he made them, bro. Imagine Yeah, but it, people around the gym now see always wear Chicago Bulls hat. And jerseys and jumpers. It's like that's that money lo- in the bank. That's MJ. You think of Chicago, you think of MJ. Yeah. It's simple as that. You see red and black and white, you locate, you think of MJ. It is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. He became an icon. He became a brand himself. One mm. of the first athletes to push beyond the sport yeah. into global recognition. People yeah. that don't even know what basketball is, they couldn't tell you what a three pointer was. <laughs> <laughs> and they know MJ. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, like Bunch. Mike or yeah, I want to jump Air Jordan. It's Man, like the, the shoes though. Like right now I have the sh- shoes there. Someone posted a video of them watching Fair Dinkum. They, sc- they circled my shoes and they showed in their bedroom they had the same shoes. Like that's <laughs> iconic. You look at it like that's Jordan's. Yeah, mm. Bro, it's you ridiculous. Know? But you know, there's a big risk to all these guys getting and making it. <laughs> there's a big risk because it's not, like you said, it's not a regular lifestyle. It's not a regular lifestyle. If you don't find ways to balance yourself out, if you don't stick to your roots, mm. before you know what, you're going to be disillusioned, mm. fall off. What's going to be there when you, when things are gone? Yeah, for oh sure. Yeah, right. You're going to build characters and traits and different things throughout their, their lifestyle. And then when it's all gone, they've still got those things. Yeah. Mm. They don't serve you anymore. Allah. Yeah. Creating like a brand like a that price and sacrifice yeah. with that's success. That's why yeah. I, t- I try and tell myself and everyone else that's, that's training pretty hard that want to do something professionally or big, make it, make yourself bigger than the thing you're doing. Don't make that everything about who you are. Mm. No, make it, this is just like the same thing with the podcast. Yeah. I'm running a podcast. It's a vehicle for my self-development. Yeah. In order to be- get this podcast to the top, I'm going to have to develop characteristics. For sure. Marketing, also commitment, longevity, all the same characteristics that are in any other pursuit. Mm-hmm. You're going to develop them in this pursuit. Same thing with, with fighting for me. Same thing with anything else. That's the concept I try to tell people. Mm. Yeah. Building a legacy, essentially, yeah. isn't it? Building it, but making it a vehicle for your own development, for your own growth, mm. as opposed to oh, everything. Is, my whole life is fighting or my whole life is basketball. Like Canelo has a tat. No boxing, no life. No <laughs> boxing, no life. He's a machine, but yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's a, a machine, machine, he's a machine. But you think about it and you're like, oh, damn, like when he can't go anymore because obviously you get punched out at a certain point, yeah? Like what is Canelo's life going to be like? Is he going to be similar to Anderson Silva and that you see the decline and it kind of tarnishes his yep. reputation? Or is he going to be able to kind of like pull the shit? Because Andre Ward, for example, yeah? Everyone he's done well. Oh he's done really well. One of the only to retire at the top. Mm. One of the only to retire at the top. Imagine how hard that must be especially the characteristics you've developed that take you there. Mm. You have to have another characteristic in the background or maybe it's a voice or maybe it's a community, maybe it's something else mm. that can give you that push in the right direction. Definitely. But when I say it's not everything, I'm not saying... Because I can see a younger version of myself hearing that and going, you need full commitment, otherwise if this isn't your main thing, and understood. Mm. It's not about that. I'm just, there's more to life. More than an athlete. That shouldn't offend anyone that is committed to a dream. Mm. There's more to life. Exactly, more than an athlete. But there's more to life. This can just be another thing. There's nothing more special about this than someone becoming the best in any other field. Any, the best teacher, the best anything. Mm. It's just a different thing, a different vocation. You should use it the same way. Mm. Compartmentalize, yeah? Mm. So basically, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Otherwise... Yeah. Yeah, you'll have like an identity crisis at a certain point. Yeah, yeah? that's what that's one of the traps of it. The the main thing I'm trying to say, I don't can say it's simple, is uh, there's I a deeper meaning to life. If you have religion as your base, mm. then you can understand that. If you have a different element as your base, yeah. you can understand that. Mm-hmm. But there's just there's a deeper. There's a deeper I, I see that with a lot of people. Like, I don't know very famous people, but for example, like Bashar Adam or something. It's like when you meet them, it just Football is something they do. It's just their, yep. it's just their job. You know, it's not like oh my it's god. What I put my energy into. Yeah, 
Yeah. So every time someone comes to me, oh my God, 40, 40, 40, it's like, it's just something they do. There's so much more, like they both have children or they have family, they have ho- hobbies, they like TV shows, they might like yeah. to just go out, they like fishing or something. There's so much more things in their life, but sometimes us, we come from a lens, oh, it's only basketball, it's only this. Yep. That's why sometimes when people like, for example, get into politics or get into other avenues, it's like, no, I only know you as one thing. Yeah, it's like, true. that's what us, as especially like, if we're delving you know, wholeheartedly into something, we have to make sure we at least have a foundation in the deen and then other areas of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I, was ta- when I was talking to Basha before we brought him on the podcast, I remember telling him like, oh, like I went through a rundown of what I, t- what I wanted to talk to him about. And then I was going to him like, hey, like, do you want me to, oh, like I wanted to delve into like, who he looked up to as a kid, as a footballer and da da da. And he goes, if you ask me that question, you'll get a blank answer. I go like, why would it be a blank answer? Like, you didn't, like, when, like when I was growing up, Bro, I knew the stats of every player that I love, you know? Yeah. Like Scott West, for example. I even no knew FIFA stats, bro. I even knew FIFA <laughs> stats. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know his pace, bro, on FIFA. Yeah. It's yeah. like 94 pace, whatever. But basically, I remember going to him like, yeah. And then he's like, no, nah, like, I didn't really focus too much on that. I didn't I didn't really like, I don't love football like that. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's something that I do, but it's not the be all and end all of my life. Mm-hmm. He goes, if you ask me about that sort of stuff, because... I'm going to give you a very cliche answer. I can't tell you why I like him, but it's just basically what I remember. Well, I just look up to him. So, yeah. Crazy, not surprise. Not mm. surprise. And it's like, the dilemma is, okay, I, I, I think I can see now why that might have offended my younger self or other people. Because the dilemma is, can I become the best in this or achieve what I want to achieve without committing everything? Mm. And the answer is, you're still committing everything. It's just you're not making that everything. You still commit time. You still commit energy towards it. It's the mindset on that. Yeah. It's the mindset. At the end of the day, you still go home and sleep. Mm. And also, it's that balance of, like, the identity thing as well. Like, if you want to become a basketball player, you should be doing things, or, like, let's just say a fighter, you should be doing things that a fighter does. But like you said, it shouldn't be the be-all, end-all. Because I think some people have, like... They fail to find that balance. You know what I mean? They either go too extreme in one aspect where, for example, like the politics things. Like you think of a person and all you can think is politics. All you, all you can think of is footy or fighting. Mm. You know what I mean? But there's there's other aspects to them. And then there's also people that are like, I guess, too humble in a, in a sense. You know what I mean? Where they lack that, that, that ability to grab that identity and say, hey, like I am the fighter. You know what I mean? I want to get up every single morning and do what a fighter does and act like what a fighter yeah. does. You know what I mean? So you need that balance to find it to the point where it doesn't overtake your whole identity like as yeah. abdueli or as sam and whatnot you identity know? that's that's the that's the key one that's the key word here don't mm. make it your entire identity it mm. doesn't mean you're going to hold yourself back from achieving things no mm. you can still go you can still go as far as you can put everything in as, as you want but don't make it your identity also don't make it your entire life but again depends on how people are where they're at when they when they yeah. hear it mm. but it doesn't mean at all it's not saying Oh, you're not committed to your goal. You're not committed to your dream. No, no, yeah. no. But also, identity can change. But this, this, this is my opinion. Yeah. But like, identity can change. But like, your fundamental and your principles should stay there throughout. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like, for example, like, like Ashraf and Sohail, for example, might be a certain way with me. But then when they they they're interacting with other people, they sort of shift into a degree. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you get what I mean? But I know fundamentally what. Ashraf stands for fundamentally. I know what you stand for and Sahil stands for. Do you know what I mean? It's like the whole saying with like Malcolm X, like a guy that like a person who doesn't stand for anything will fall for anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I should be able to look at you and be like, yo, like I know this guy is like he's a solid dude. Do you know 
you know what I mean he has these bases these fundamentals yeah, where the identities change as you go along so if you want to be a, if you want to be a fighter on a certain aspect that doesn't make mm. it doesn't make it your whole identity yeah. and you know? also people that go on okay, yeah. people that have like a I've chatted about this identity thing before with other people mm. identity crisis and whatnot and you think who am I am I this person at home this person in the gym this person at work this person with these friends you're all those things at the same time. You don't have to limit yourself to this is entirely the one perspective that I am when I'm with this group or this person. No, no, no. I think your core is a mix of all these things, mm. I think. Mm. But you think that makes up your identity? I think identity, it's a hard one. I, I struggle to even commit to a definition of it. But I think who we think we are is a culmination of many different things. It's not one set for sure I'm with that as yeah. well. you are here when you speak like you said if you speak to Ashraf it doesn't mean that Ashraf interacting with someone else in a different way isn't the real Ashraf yeah 100% still all the same person yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was thinking about like identity if you don't base it around what you do but maybe like like what you do like what's the specific goal but you base it around like the actions before it like maybe hard work or discipline determination you know resilience you base it around that it can kind of change mm. so I know for example Kobe you all know the stories, four workouts a day, and it was his life, basketball. He, like, his wife used to get annoyed at him, and, and, she, and she, like, the stories, like, at his, at his Hall of Fame speech, <laughs> she's like, if you're going to leave, make sure you come back with the ring. Because he just didn't spend time with his kids. But then after his injuries, like, after he won his fifth title, he's like, I need to spend time with my girls. They're growing up. So he kind of based his life around that. Mm. Then he made a comic book. Then he made a movie, and he won an Oscar. Like, his life, cha- he says his life changed from basketball to business, but the habits didn't change. I was as hardworking, but in family life. And then, it, so your, your identity can change in the sense of like, see how we think Basha yeah. is only footy. Yeah. Or other people like are only fighting. It's like, you can go through different stages in your life, but the amount of like effort and determination you put into it is just going to stay the same. And that's your identity. It's like, yeah. I'm a hardworking person. You yeah. know, and Kobe like, the, is Kobe's trainer and Michael Jordan's trainer, Tim Grover. Mm-hmm. He just has Great a guy. He's got a lot of uh, resources on meditation yeah, as well. He does. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that's yeah. what I'm delving yeah. into today. A bit of meditation. Yeah. He has a new book called Winning. Who's a better winner than Michael Jordan or Kobe? Like these guys' mindset. So, and he has the same kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. So he speaks about. It, he talks about Kobe. He goes, Kobe, when he left basketball, wanted to leave basketball and have a break. That's why I started doing this. And he goes, after that, he his goals were beyond anything I've ever heard of. Like, the guy's obviously talking. He didn't talk to Kobe about it, but he's like. I believe Kobe would have wanted his daughter to be the first female in the NBA. Yeah, for That's sure. That's how high Kobe's aspirations were. And then he goes, Kobe's the king of LA. Mm-hmm. Like LA is his, but in the Kobe. basketball. But he goes, he wanted to make LA like, he yeah. just wanted to take over LA. Everything is mm. him. Like how people now say he should become the logo. Kobe was going to take over. Like yeah. in the business phase, it's like, but you know. Did, did but his identity changed though. Bro. His identity changed like into business. Yeah. But it's like, He's he still stayed the same to who he was, his foundation. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. me, because this was actually a recent thing. So before my pro debut, which I've shared with people, but I haven't uh, put it on a, any platform or whatnot, <laughs> was uh, <laughs> I like, comment, subscribe to hear the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wasn't sure. So what happened was I was much more self-aware. I developed some some self-awareness, I believe. And I was looking back at a lot of the things and the reasons behind the reasons motivating me to do what I do, right? And they weren't satisfactory to me. And I was like, well, then I don't actually want to fight. 
because to me this was a, a big step forward you know professional debut with everything that I want to accomplish I was I was like I, I know this was a it wasn't something influenced by the nature of this big event no mm. it was like I just was at a stage I still went through training camp I was like I knew I was going to win alhamdulillah and I was like all good but I, in my head I was like do I want to fight because the whole thing about identity and whatnot. Mm. I was thinking, there are so many things I could do. Once I realized, once the reasons <coughs> for fighting were made clear to me and they weren't satisfactory to me, I was like, there's no reason to because if I realize something, I'm not going to stick around. Mm. I'm like, well, there's no reason to. And I had a, I had some, some time to myself. Uh, in between training, I would just kick back and think, all right, I'm still going to get this W, but after that, I'll... Figure out whether or not I'm going to actually do this. Because I'm like, if I don't do this, I can still put all my time and energy into so many other areas, you know, and have a great time mm. into so many other areas. Mm. It is what it is. I heard a good, um, I had a good chat with the guy Daniel Herbertson, who I, ca I have to mention from Absolute MMA. Mm -hmm. He's a he's a blessing to that whole gym, bro. Shout out to him. He's a unique um, flavor to the gym. Yeah, you know, makes it a bit different than just a fighting gym. Yeah, but where I ended up, and I kind of uh, finalized it, clarified it when I went camping, was what I mentioned about martial arts fighting is the vehicle towards my full potential. Okay. So this is where I'm putting my energy into, mm. and like you said, with Kobe leaving and coming, I had even bigger goals. It was the same for me. I was like, okay, mad. But that's it summarized. For me, martial arts fighting is now it's the vehicle towards my my, my full potential. Mm. I think Bruce Lee had the same mindset. We said like yeah. it's just a way of life. Okay. You know? It's not the end all because we know Bruce Lee, like he was a icon, you know? Maverick. Mm. Yeah. Ahead of his time too. Yeah. But that's where I ended up and to clarify it, you can put all your energy into this into this vehicle. Mm -hmm. develop characteristics like discipline, mm -hmm. intuition, all these things you can develop through this goal. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. at the same time, it clarified also, what am I doing here fighting? I want to fight the best people mm -hmm. because for me, martial arts are non-negotiable. After having done it, if I have kids, inshallah, I'll say, of course, it's a non-negotiable. Mm. It's mm -hmm. like learning anything else. Boys and girls? Boys and girls, stock standard. Yeah. All right. You don't have to compete. You need to, you need to know. The fundamentals. Fundamentals. Mm -hmm. yeah. And have some physical training as a regular thing. But I said, okay, if that's the tool, that, if that's the area I've chosen, all these things I have to develop around it. Mm. And part of that is how do you test your skill in martial arts? You need to compete. Okay, so I'm going to be fighting then in a cage. Mm. And then how do you know that it's the, that you've developed it to its fullest? You need to fight the best guys that mm. you can. So even though there's a process, you have to fight guys that may not be as good um, or guys you're expected to win against. The goal is, for sure, fight the best guys. That's it. Fight the best guys, beat the best guys. Meaning in the UFC as well. Wherever they of course. Yeah. In at the, the UFC top. is where they're at. At, the, the, top. They're at, at yeah. the top. Bro, it's like, you know what they say, you know, like, people, when they first go ahead, like, say, for example, you, you're fearing fighting, yeah? And then you're, there's a bully you want to go and, like, you know, like, confront. And then you shit in yourself before you actually go to, like, to confront the person. You know very well that there might be altercation here, yeah? A lot of the time, yeah, people think, oh, like, like, 
my hands are going to get weak. And then mm. when I hit the guy, and a lot of people, their first punch is the weakest thing ever. Like yeah. when you ever connect the first punch on anyone, yeah. it's the weakest thing. Like headbutt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they always go, they always <laughs> well, go, I'm gonna try that. punch through <laughs> to the other side. So basically you want to yeah. put your fist behind his head. Gotcha. So like you're aiming at something beyond yeah, what it is. Through. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is, if I get the UFC championship on the way, it is what it is. That's a good way of putting it. That yeah, honestly, because I, like I feel that. like that, when you said that, yeah. it, yeah. it yeah. summarized what I'm saying. It's a yeah. good example of it. It's aiming beyond it and everything else is along the way. Mm. Winning a world title, that's going to be along the way. Mm-hmm. These things will come along the way towards reaching for your full potential. Yeah. It's not now that this is my whole thing. This is everything. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. Along the way, these things. And you can, I would argue you can use that for anything. Let's say yeah. you're playing soccer. You could say, I'm going to use this as a vehicle for my full potential. Now yeah. you're destined to go as far as you can in that, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Things like personal management, things like communication, things like working within a team. Yeah, These are all things you're going to, yeah. every single element of everything can be viewed yeah. in that one vehicle. Managing my teammates, knowing my role within the team, seeing how I can offer other things, communication, let alone all the other attributes we mentioned. The dark side of just making, like for example, realizing a UFC championship in your life. The p- well, they've they've already had like, already had examples of that. Like Tyson Fury, you heard his story yeah, on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Basically, beautiful, a beautiful story. Oh, it's not really that beautiful. Uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but basically, Tyson Fury, like when he was younger and he was an up and coming boxer, he said to himself, "My life goal and ambition is to beat Vladimir Klitschko and win that title." And basically, you know, the story, he gets up and coming. He ha- he's never lost a fight. Even till today, no, he hasn't no. lost a fight. But basically, his whole sole goal in life was that, see, I'm training to beat this guy. Klitschko, yeah. He realized that he beat him. Mm-hmm. He What's was left? The f- he was the first to beat him in 10 years or mm-hmm. something like that, 12 yeah. years. And then basically, he goes, after that, I didn't know what the hell was my life. Like, where am I going? What yeah. am I doing? And he said, like, he done, the, like, he attempted suicide, overdosed mm-hmm. on drugs, like drinking and he went out a lot and then he wanted to drive his Ferrari. Like he wanted to crash off, off yeah. the bridge. He wanted to crash it off the bridge. So yeah, bro, that sort of stuff, man, it, it makes a lot of sense when you're talking what you're talking right now. Yeah. He had an end goal. It wasn't a means to like further goals. Yeah, and then also, bro, it's like if you make something the be and end all of your life, like, is that the end? You know? Mm. Yeah. Like what, what, what else, you know? Yeah. Something so external. Like, exactly. he could have got injured. Exactly. Like not that's Tyson, but a- anyone, anything else could have happened where it's like, they just don't want to give you the fight. Yeah. And it's like, if that's your end all, it would yeah, just affect your mental health so but much more. But word, ex- external. Mm. Yeah. Putting too much on the external, when what is all this anyway? Yeah, that's true. I shall love that's that. That's true, that's true. That's Putting good it all there, and what is all this anyway, yeah. bro? Me and Ali were talking about it last time, bro. It's like, you know when you think about the body itself and then the soul? It's like a bottle and then the water inside is actually us, you know? Like the it's bottle itself is just the vessel, bro. Yeah. It's just like yeah, yeah. we're not drinking it and it doesn't have any benefit to us. But it's like we've been given that as an amanda to hold whatever's inside us. And then what we're going to be judged on, obviously, because we believe in the afterlife. How we conducted. Yeah, that's vessel, true. Yeah. Exactly, bro. But why, why I say Tyson Fury's story was beautiful was because a lot of people would have looked at like the guys, like the guys that are all on the top, whether celebrities, top fighters and stuff like that, and think they're cruising through life. Do you know what I mean? They think yet. They get one sort of success, then they make money, and then they win titles, they win championships, and then that's like the end. Do you know what I mean? But mentally in their head, who could have looked at Tyson Fury and be like, oh, this guy's going through it all? Do you know what I mean? How hard is it to fight? And 
to be honest, we probably can't even fathom and understand what he actually went through. Crazy. Because to see a guy go through the top and actually not want it anymore and see like what's what's the point behind it? That's like with anything we go through in our lives, do you know what I mean? That's how we should have like a like a bigger goal behind what we do. And alhamdulillah, yeah. this one thing, you listen to the Tyson Fury story as well, and you go alhamdulillah for having Dean. Do you know what I mean? Because you realize his story and you think about it, he had no nothing concrete in his life. Do you know what I mean? He didn't have a pillar that was keeping him grounded. Do you know what I mean? He thought winning that championship was keeping him grounded. But he got to that championship stage and he's like, oh, I got it, but what's, like, what's more? A lot of emptiness there. That, that would just be the band-aid covering the... And that's yeah. the whole idea of the dunya at the end of the day. Like we're constantly chasing something and then once we grab it, we chase something else. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? So we're in that, like, we, then we get tired at one stage, you know? That's why external, external... Yeah, what it is. Mm. It's pretty, it's nice, it's good to the eye, to the senses and stuff like that. But beyond it, you know, yeah, you kind of have to think about life as a whole because, what do we get, 70 years? 80 years, inshallah, if Allah SWT blesses us, that's the average. Yeah, Even if it's sure. more of 90 is nothing still. I want to hear about your pro fight because we haven't seen you since. Oh, yeah. Like, how was, was it? Honestly, like, very different to amateur? <coughs> very different, very different because I remember when we were here, we were chatting about it to laugh. Yeah. And then now here we are pro. Yeah, it was different because I knew that this now counts on a different way. In a different way. Amateur, you can lose two, three L's. You can have 10, you can go 0 and 10 as an amateur. It's yeah. never going to have, it's not going to make an issue. Yeah. It's about the pro record. Yeah. And you can still lose as a pro and still be and still be fine. You know, there's people that I know that are very close to good opportunities. They have some L's. It's different to boxing where it's very padded. MMA is such a savage sport, they know. But what do you want to know about the pro debut? How it was itself? Yeah, because we haven't seen you. Like, we saw you obviously after yep. we went to the fight and stuff. But it was like, even just the moments before it. Because you questioning the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. So even before the fight, were you the thinking? The build-up, yeah. The build-up. You know, that's, that's the thing. So I was... Because I love fighting still. What I'm saying is, it's also to do with the external thing. When I realized, because that was one of the reasons I also realized I was attaching external to the fighting mm. from within, mm. which I wasn't aware of. When I be developed some more self-awareness, I was like, no, 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 this isn't, I can still be, I can still become the best fighter in the world, never have to fight in the UFC. Mm. And I can still do many other things. So the fighting thing, I have a, I, I love it. It's, you know, it's, it's mm. fun when I'm there fight itself was the best fight I've ever had, I've ever felt coming into it. Mm. I really, when it got booked and it was 100% and I knew for, for certain, it was like a different um, click. Not like I went into a different mode. It just, things just shifted into perspective and it was like, okay, no mucking about. Yeah. You know, let's do this now. And everything that I learned. It was cancelled the first time, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was cancelled or rescheduled. Rescheduled. Yeah. Did you have a fear that it might? Because there's been a couple cancellations like you've ha experienced. Did you have a fear that it might happen this time? Or were you kind of? Nah, I felt. I felt it was going to happen. Gonna I happen. felt confident it was going to happen. And I. Everything that I learned through amateur career, everything that I learned through in general since since fighting, I put it into that preparation, and it all came to a head on the night. I felt so ridiculously calm. Mm. I remember. Oh, I remember, before I walked out. <laughs> I was so calm. <coughs> I made sajda as I always do that before anyway, just before walking out. Yeah. And sometimes I'm, when I'm down, I feel a little bit nervous. Yeah. And then as I, when I'm finished, I feel ready to go. Yeah. But even before making sujood, I was like, I knew I was still going to do it, but I'm like, I feel, I, I'm already calm. I'm already was good. It, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I know I reach like a level of calm, like what the hell? It's either because like preparation. I, I know I prepared myself. Mm -hmm. It's like just trusting a lot. It's like whatever's gonna happen, 
Was it the same kind it of thing? It was both of those. Okay. Yeah. It was both of those yeah. came together. Mm. And also probably helped that I had um, spent some time with some techniques to calm myself. Yeah, yeah. But th- that those are all just, again, um, flesh wounds. Mm. The real one was, again, I always know when I go in there, it's already been determined. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> mm. And the preparation, I knew I had really, I kn- it was different to know for certain. It made me feel like I never worked hard before in any of my fight camps, this fight camp. Yeah. That, that difficult? Bro, not even difficulty. It's just, it was, it was that difficult, but just the exertion, everything that was, everything so, that was involved so in it. Absolute took it much more like intense with you. So you I would say I took it more intense in absolute. Okay. They would always push you, but you, it's, yeah. it's up to you to push to, to the, to the next. I'm blessed that we have the team there that, you can, because you can only go as far as the resources you have available, and That's they're true. all there, and the team and everyone is 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 mad at the people there to help out. But I really pushed, it and I like definitely made sure I was good to go. I wanted three rounds. Yeah. Well, I wanted three rounds. You wanted to fight more, <laughs> but it is what it is. But I felt so calm even out there. I remember I I looked at my coach, and I'm just like, bro, I'm so calm. I don't even feel like I'm about to fight. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even feel like I'm about to fight. And he's like. Do you want me to G you up? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good and coach though. That's a yeah, good and coach. I'm like, no, 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 no. I was going to ask you, bro, like, do you need that G up? That's, what, that's the thing. Calm. That's why when I mentioned him, a part of me was like, let me see what he thinks about this because yeah. I never felt this yeah, kind of yeah. ridiculous. Like, it felt just like right now, all good. It's, I've never felt like that before a fight. I've always, there's a little bit of something, but there wasn't yeah, even, yeah, yeah. I felt, is there even adrenaline going on? I go, yeah, what's going true, on? True. I was just chilling. I don't know. Was who it flow state? I don't know who it, it really did feel like it because walking out, all good. I walk in the cage, all good, all calm, all chilling. Yeah. Even when I faced <laughs> off with him, I remember looking around and I was like, this is a laugh. And I even had to do my, <laughs> <laughs> I even had to like move about a bit more. I'm like, at least warm yourself up in the yeah, cage. Yeah. I was like, okay. Bro, just, just move, move, move. Really fight. And then afterwards in the third one, I was like, God damn, I didn't fight long <laughs> enough, bro. No, and then honestly, yeah. we, we looked at each other. Everything like, also I visualized a lot of this a lot. So yeah. much. So it was so familiar. And we're walking there and I'm like, again, in my head, I was like, good to go. Now yeah. let's just do it. Let's see what's going to happen here. And then as soon as we went, it was actually a learning curve because I started a bit slow. Yeah. He threw one or two kicks. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask about that. That did come up pretty quick and nice, but I still should have been able to check them straight away mm. or avoid. But it was kind of like, boom. I'm like, how? Do I remember thinking like, as if that touched me. Because I was, um, I was like, as if that touched me. Then another one kind of grazed, and I was like, okay. But I still knew I was all good. And like, did you know a lot about the fighter? Like, I knew he was Southpaw, and the guy I was gonna fight before was from his same gym. So when that yeah. guy pulled out, this guy jumped in. Okay. It was already. It was his first pro fight as well. His first pro fight as well. There was some familiar um, territory there. It wasn't brand new entirely. Okay. Mm. And then once I got my range, I knew it was a done deal. Bro, <laughs> yeah. you know what it is? When I saw. Like you were relaxed and then he hit the two leg kicks. I thought maybe you might have had a lot of, adre- like an adrenaline dump. Yeah, okay. And then in my head, I'm like, the best thing he needs right now is for the guy to attempt a takedown or to grab you. Because I think that can kind of like bring you or ground you into the situation, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's much more real. But it was when I flicked over into like the, because I think the flow state, whatever it is, was there the whole time. But there was a bit of a delay. Mm. And then once I in it was just after that second kick and then when i avoided that first kick i was already on then because yeah. then i could see everything i avoided the first one next one came stepped back through the teeth kick to the head mm. and then he he clinched and then it was almost on autopilot the grappling was more autopilot than the striking yeah 
the grappling, he grabbed me and I just... Second nature. Yeah, suddenly yeah. I was going for my underhook, whatever. I did what I needed to, took yeah. him down. Just for people that don't know, it was first round, how long? 90 seconds or two minutes? I think... Oh, I don't remember, actually. I think yeah. maybe 90 seconds. Well done yeah. for a bit. Bro. Yeah, I mean, no, maybe two minutes. minutes. Maybe yeah. two minutes. Two because minutes and, I remember half, two and a half. Yeah. yeah, the guy had, at the start of it, you're not going to tap out in 30 seconds. One of those mm. things was like, the guy wants to give it his all. His face went red. He mm. could see a vision, yeah. you know? Another mm. thing is to point out, my, I don't know if my coach will like me saying it, but I always give him props. Very good at monitoring people and I guess um, doing his research and okay. I trust his calls. Mm. And again, before walking out, he said to me, hey, if you, if you get... Uh, if, if you get a rear naked on this guy, make sure you have it 100% before trying to just squeeze because I don't think this guy's going to tap. Okay, so he's not a tap. He player. just, yeah. character judge, he had it on point. He goes, good. I don't it's think this guy's going to tap. Good, yeah. He goes, so make sure you have it so you don't burn your arms out. Mm. And I remember when I did have it locked in, I was like, I felt it was in and I was pretty, but because he said that, I was like, should I let this go? Because sometimes it's a smarter decision. Yeah. But I was like, Nah, I trust him. No yeah. offense to the guy, yeah. but you know what they say, bro. You got to fear someone who has nothing to lose, and that guy's that brother is. Yeah, yeah. fact. I want to leave that there, but fact, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, he didn't tap, bro. He didn't tap, and then I knew he was out a little bit, and I was like, kind of feel it, upgrade it. Yeah. <laughs> I went because I had the choke like this, and then when I went belly down, and his legs stiffened, I go, Matt, he's done. Yeah, and I just locked it up. Yeah. I was the first fight of the night. Did like presenters or anyone talk to you after the fight? Like, because obviously it's your birth first per mm-hmm. fight and your first fight of the night, like, really, you know? So they, they might have had like low expectations. So. Well, I think people wanted to see because uh, it is what it is. I don't want to speculate on what yeah. people thought, but I, d- I spoke to one promoter out the back. He was happy. He liked it. Yeah. But I'm glad I just got to show Experience that I was, I'm, I'm here for real. Got like, the win, yeah. 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 Because again, again, I need some tougher opponents to prove this. Which will happen over time. It's good Allah, also yeah. to kind of yeah. get a couple, you know, even which if yeah, uh, and also if it's experience for you because like you went in and it was your first time. You said you're a bit maybe too calm. Yeah. Then he got a couple of kicks. If yeah. it was actually experienced guy, maybe he would know what to do. You know. Mm. Well, like hundred yeah. percent. It's all learning curve. I'm glad for it, but I'm. <laughs> How about when I lost it at the end? I'm like, I stood up all calm, and that's when everything hit me. He did you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, heard, I, heard, I heard stories about that. I heard, I heard him in the gym, you guys lost your voice and stuff. Bro. I lost I my voice before the I fight. Over, I just grabbed my mouth and I threw it, and I just started jumping up. Yeah. It is what it is. And then but I remember yeah. always when I'm up there, and then I'm like, I remember just being like, oh, I'm up on the cage again. Like, <laughs> We're waiting for that. That's why like, Jim and I, yeah. that's funny. I heard there was a chant, Sam, Sam, yeah. Sam. That always G's me up, bro. But, yeah. it's, a, but it's a good G up. The path to Hex one was where I learned my lesson from that. Because you guys did the same thing and it, w- it I got to experience that. It is a real G up like that. Not even, you hear random saying all mm. sorts. Mm. But when you recognize the voice and it's your, your voice, yeah. Yeah. it's different, bro. It's different. Yeah. And then I G'd up too much and I remember <laughs> running in and throwing some, some random shit. This guy ended up catching me. Yeah. And again, when I watched it back, I was like, my coach was like, why did you run in? You had your range. And I was like, I did up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I did up a bit. <laughs> and I learned from that. That's good. I can let that. Because that can really, there's something about, it's all, you know, neurochemicals being released. Yeah. That's all. That's For all sure. that's going on in terms of the G up and whatnot. You can be in the shittest position, feeling like you're having the worst time. Let's say you're on the assault bike and you're struggling. Mm. And then someone lets you know there's 20 seconds left. Bang. Suddenly. Yeah. You're already more energy. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. But now I, I've learned how to use that a little bit more. Okay, mad. I've got the energy. I'm not gonna let it change my actions. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Because at the end of the day, fighting is a performance. Yeah. yeah. 
So you don't want to be put your performance off. And it's by more just, mental. But yeah. knowing you have like support and you can like recognize the voice or anything is actually meaningful. Yeah. I know the same like when I'm just playing soccer and I know someone's watching. Yeah. I'm conscious. Yeah. This guy's watching. But when no one's there, I know it's like it's not the same, you yeah. know? It's always nicer. Yeah. When everyone's yeah. any competitive sport, bro, it's, it's different. G-up, yeah, like the G-up is a big part of yeah. it. Yeah. I've never felt a G-up like the fighting one, though. Yeah, yeah that's the trick. Cause it's fighting. all on you, though, because these are team sports. Yeah, fighting's all adrenaline, bro. Fighting's yeah. like you have that's to actually put everything in. That's it. why I don't, but I don't feel uh, aggression, anger, or being hyper mm-hmm. is necessary or even beneficial. It can be beneficial, but it's not the best thing to bring yourself into a fight. Mm-hmm. People G themselves up, hardcore out the back with heavy rap music. Have you tried it before? I tried it before my first, my first path to hex, my first amateur fight, yeah, and even some some white tie fights. I put on some rap song or whatever, yeah. And I remember after the fight, I always realized this is not me. Number one, oh yeah. okay, and yeah, number yeah. two, it doesn't give me what I need. You don't get the G up from it. Yeah, there's not even it's not the G up isn't even going to be beneficial. Mm, what I need to because there's going to be adrenaline already. You have to perform. Yeah. I need to be calm. Yeah, I need to be calm and alert. Is this is this That's it. is this why you meditate a lot as well? Yeah, yeah. And meditation helps to. Mm-hmm. And where'd you get this whole like idea of meditation or this practice? Meditation. You know? My first coach, Troy Skidmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first coach, Troy Skidmore. He was someone who meditated, and he always pointed out to me that me praying salah is a form of meditation. Uh-huh. He's the first person that um, put for, put it forward to me in that way. He's mm-hmm. such a legend. I remember I'd pray on the mat, and I'd be like, oh, "Do you mind if I pray here, or should I?" He goes, "Pray on the mat in front of everyone." I was like, I'd, mm-hmm. "I would rather you." I'm like, yeah. "What a legend!" Then he started. Telling me about it, um, asking me. Sorry, he asked me what What do I do when I pray? Mm. And I would t- tell him what I do. Like, what do you do when you make dua? I tell him what I do. And he goes, "These okay. This is good. This is sim- things that are similar to what I do." Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's going to really help you on your journey. You know, to don't, don't drop your your prayers. Don't drop your thing and whatnot. Mm. And this is a non-Muslim telling you this. This is a non-Muslim telling me this. Crazy. Subhanallah, bro. He's such a legend. This guy is a unique character. Mm. Yeah. And then from there, I started looking at, um how to rein in my attention. Mm. I would easily get distracted. And I came across meditation, in particular, focused awareness, which is selecting something to focus on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and putting your awareness on that. Focused attention. So, f- for example, your breath. So, it became something, just a, a tool to train my mind to be more... Um, alert? To, to be more alert, but to pay attention better. Yeah. Because... Mindful. Yeah, to be more mindful for yeah. sure. But it all started from that, really trying to get my 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 practice in. So the idea is, you know, you just follow your breath. Mm. Every time you're every time you realize a thought has come into your head, which will happen, yeah, your mind gets pulled in a different direction, whatnot. That's one rep. Mm. It's like training. That's one rep. Now nice and easy, just tell yourself, Okay, back to the breath. Mm. And when I did that consistently, it actually improved my attention span. Mm. It actually improved my attention span. And I was like, okay, so this works for that. And I noticed other other benefits from that. That's okay. how I became a bit more self-aware, mm. just by um, sticking to that practice. Mm. And then over time, a little bit more self-awareness, and I decided this is something I'm going to commit to. How regularly do you do that? I meditate every day, and if I can do more than once a day, then I then I will. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, sure. not, it's now not something that's like a major commitment. It's like... I know when I'm not meditating, I'm not calm. I'm not in the same space. I, I'm, I'm aware yeah, of that yeah. of that place. So mm. at times I might drift off from it. Yeah. But to be quite honest, I've been pretty consistent with it for some for 
I don't think I've missed a day in a little while. Child. Kind of anchor. Yeah. Mm. Like you know you need it in your day. If not, you're going to be a bit off. Mm. Is it something where you measure it by time or do you just do it until you kind of feel like that's enough? Sometimes um, people think I need 10 minutes. Yeah. If I don't get my 10 minutes, it's like, yeah. you know. I would say start small. It's good to use time at the start um, because 10 minutes is a is a commonly agreed upon one. If you stick to 10 minutes a day, just for, I would say within two weeks, you'll feel some some of those benefits. Just mm-hmm. I'm talking your attention span and you'll notice that you're more alert, a little bit, sorry, you're, you're more aware, <coughs> a little bit calmer. Um, 10 minutes a day achieves that goal. 10 minutes a day, sit down, yeah. try yeah. and just follow your breath. Every time you get distracted, bring it back. There's many other resources out there yeah. that you can follow. I know there's some other things you do as well because I've seen your stories and stuff and things that like for an everyday Joe or just a regular bloke, it's pretty weird, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I know like mentally like f- like to other people, it's like why is this guy doing this, you know? Like for example, you go to the beach in the morning, you know what I mean? Early while it's cold and just jump in the water, you know what I mean? Why did you stuff like that? The beach over COVID was when I first... Freezing the, water too. Yeah, that's when I first found, uh, around this time last year was when I first realized the main benefits of that. Mm-hmm. And it was also around the time I was starting to get into meditation. Yeah. And uh, I was also looking at uh, cold therapy, Wim Hof, yeah. breath work. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I found, okay, if I, if I follow this guy's breath work yeah. and then hop into the cold, it's going to be beneficial in some way. But mm-hmm. then I realized that hopping into the cold was better than the physical benefits. It was just that mental muscle. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just that mental muscle. Before you get in and you're freezing already mm-hmm. and you feel the water and it's cold, you put a toe in, you go, cuz, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. and then I you did it re- yesterday. I don't need to do it again. <laughs> yeah. And every time you go in and you get out, you realize, come on, that was not even an issue at all. Yeah. All it was was the mental barrier. So that mental barrier, there's not many places we get to access that barrier and push through it. Mm. And it's not anyone's fault, really, that sometimes their common reaction to that is to go the other way. That's my common reaction, too. Mm. Maybe it's a safety mechanism. Mm. But I found, okay, another place is the assault bike. That's a good place to get that barrier. But the cold, for sure, I'm like, that's an easy one to get that mental barrier. You don't need much. You just need to be cold. I was listening to someone talking about that stuff here. And basically what happens is because when you step in cold water or you have a cold shower, for example... (coughs) start to hyperventilate so you start to breathe really fast and your heart starts to beat really quickly because your body's not used to this you know it's like this is a state where my body's temperature's just dropping and then you're trying to associate for example your rapid heart movement and your brain running a million miles per hour so i don't know if anyone else feels this but like it I said, happens i was like bro i was whenever i close my eyes and i haven't i'm having a cold shower for example just to get g'd up but i close my eyes all of a sudden i see shaitan bro <laughs> It's so bad, bro. It's so bad, bro. Hey, no, no, but the thing is, like, you remember, like, all bad experiences or something bad or whatever it is, but it kind of gets you because, and I remember this, is because when my heart races really fast, it can grasp onto whatever has caused my heart to race really fast It'll go to the worst case scenario sometimes. And to associate meaning to the reason why my head is going so crazy and my heart is just beating so quickly. So a lot of the times, yeah, when it came to, like, for example, like, I'll talk about this in the future is how I overcame anxiety and having panic attacks and stuff was because the, I didn't know the, what they were initially yep. but then obviously in the f- in, in the long run you start to realise oh damn okay so that was that was that the heart racing really fast the chest closing in on yep. itself mm. and you're like a loss of breath yep. it's kind of something similar to what you feel when you're in a cold 
cold shower yeah. or go ice bath or whatever. And I was like, okay, there's something crazy about this because you can your brain can associate meaning without you controlling it. You know, it takes you back to that to that moment to that time. And then, so what happens is whenever I had a cold shower, I remember all the things that gave me anxiety in the past. Yeah, that's why I mean the devil. I don't literally mean Satan himself. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's but that's one of the key. What you described is exactly why it's such a miracle that cold water is right here and we can use it in this way mm. because you can use that stressful scenario to train yourself how to actually respond in stressful scenarios mm -hmm. and improve your response in, in stressful yeah. scenarios. And that will carry on to situations that might be small stresses, even ones that aren't as, um, that don't throw you in the deep end like that. Even just small daily things, okay, the breath is the key here. That's why breath work is a, is a very, very important part of um, self-management. Yeah, big time. And it's become a big thing recently as well. The whole idea behind obviously people can have and stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, go, 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 go. I, I was gonna like I was gonna double into like the Wim Hof thing as well, because like yesterday the boys at yesterday went to Wim Hof and like didn't he win like a Guinness World Record for like the longest like the amount of records he's yeah. breaking is just ridiculous, and like this guy going back to like the whole identity thing yeah, went and built like a whole like chamber in his house. That was just replicating the snow and the cold. Do you know what I mean? So every single day he's in there, in there, in there, just training his breath. And that to me is just, I was like, bro, this guy's yeah. ridiculous. So just to finish off on the cold one, you get to that mental barrier and you get to push through it. And that's why it's a beneficial thing to do because you every, the more reps you get, the better you do in pushing through that. And when you hit that mental barrier in other areas, you find that, yeah. It's Have you gotten to used go to it though? Has it become comfortable? It does. At the moment, no, because I dropped it off for a little while. But yep. in co at the first lockdown, mm -hmm. very first one, when I was smashing them, yeah. it got to a point where it, it got much, much easier. Yeah. I also had to struggle through some, you know, potential hypothermia. <laughs> 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 Once or twice, I tried being a hero too quick, too soon. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got way too cold, bro. It was not, not, the, right, not the best idea. It's easy to go upstairs and have a cold shower. And you could have done that. But instead, you went in the mornings to the beach. Why did you do that? Like, what's the difference? Because like I wanted to... I wanted that intensity of the scenario. But at the same time, there's some peace there as well. In the morning, so quiet. Mm. So it's a contrast. These two different things. And you get the best of both worlds. <coughs> and it sets me up for a mad day. You don't control yeah. the, the temperature of the, the, the ocean, bro. No. You, you just, just got to take whatever to comes. Bang go. And then sometimes it's going wild as well. Sometimes the waves are, are serene. Sometimes there's, it's real choppy. It's all over. But it's a great place to uh, develop characteristics. <laughs> Like uh, Rich Divini on the Rich Roll podcast, mm -hmm. when he's talking about um, he's talking about developing attributes, and he highlights intense scenarios mm -hmm. as a place to, mm -hmm. and also he highlights those scenarios as people wanting to know what are some of the attributes that I have that I'm not aware of. Mm. Look at how you responded in intense scenarios. He said COVID is one of the best. Um, one of the best breeding grounds for this because one you can develop characteristics but two you can just look at how you acted in 2020 yeah for so sure what was my response in 2020 mm -hmm. you guys mashallah built a beautiful podcast over this it's one reaction you can look at and go okay in this type of scenario this is how i react you can also look at what you would prefer to do what you would have done differently but it's a it's where you get a real glimpse mm. a true glimpse what are the things I do in stressful scenarios? Because it's easy to put on a front when we're all comfortable. Yeah. But I also became antisocial. But 
live that day. Or certain <laughs> saints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, boy. But, but I think even even on like a like a like a global scheme as well, like COVID self exposed, like because COVID was express like a stressful situation, exposed like from like big companies to society as a whole, yeah, the yeah. faults in it. Do you know what I mean? And then also on like an individual level as well, like ourselves. You know, we spoke about it when we were reflecting. Um, in 2020, like the troubles and stuff, things we learned about ourselves that we wouldn't have known before. Do I mean because of the time we spent yeah. on our own? But yeah, but what are you saying on? Um, I think being uncomfortable every single day—that's what like the Navy SEALs they always kind of <coughs> preach that. Anything you do, but <laughs> anything you do, kind of thing like just being uncomfortable with one thing, like a cold shower or going into the water—it's a true test of character. Because sometimes people say cold showers are easy for them. So they have to maybe do something else which is uncomfortable because as soon as you do that, other areas in your life will become so much easier. Mm. Yeah. And the cold showers also, y- you will graduate from those. You know, they become they become real easy. Yeah. Mm. Ice baths. That's where the next stage is. Ice baths are tough. Yeah. Bro, you I've know? been looking at YouTube videos how to make your own ice bath. Yeah. It's actually not that, not that difficult. You get a chest freezer, waterproof it, yeah. put a timer on it. Oh, so you make your own ice bath in general. Yeah, I yeah. thought you meant like, I was going to say, bro, you like put water up. and then put some ice <laughs> in it. <laughs> they say it's not cold <laughs> enough, <laughs> technically. It's not really cold enough if you do it in your bath. You can, get, you can get actually pretty cold with that. You how can get colder than what's needed. Yeah, depending on how much, how much ice you have yeah. in there. And also, if you add salt to ice, it also okay. becomes even colder. But this, oh, wow. this is not necessary. Because yeah, I've seen some <laughs> bodybuilders, they kind of, they have like actual freezer, that, you know, the long freezers. That's that the one I'm talking about, chest freezer. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like like that. That. <laughs> That's like a fridge basically, <laughs> but on the floor. Yeah. But honestly, it's something you need to do. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. Cold and breath, the reason why they go so well together is because like you said, the cold um, elicits that response. Yeah, that physiological response. And what that is, we're the only animal that can regulate their breath, our diaphragm, we have control over it. The others, they can't choose. Mm. You know? It is what it is. I was going <laughs> to make a joke. That. <laughs> but for but for us, I could see he had that smirk on. I was like, oh, what's coming here? <laughs> yeah. But for us, we have, that, we have that ability to regulate our breath. And what's interesting about that is our breath in turn regulates us. So whether we're in a parasympathetic state or a sympathetic state, it's, it's regulated by our breath. Short, rapid breaths, I believe, is going to take you to a sympathetic state. Is that the heightened state? I have no clue what you said. There's one that's heightened, <laughs> fight, flight, and there's one which is rest, digest. Mm-hmm. So rest, digest. developing some breath work protocols, yeah. it's going to help you. Like in the weight cut, when that's still probably the hardest thing, harder than ice bars, everything, it's, it's something that I, 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 I go to out of instinct now. <laughs> when, it's, when it's shit house and it's rough, and you even see your body start to go, you just start monitoring your breath, controlling your breath. Mm. So long story short, longer, deeper inhales and exhales will bring you to a rest and digest. It'll calm you as well, put you in a calmer state. And shorter, sharper inhales and exhales will get you to the fight or flight response. Or blood to your heart. Yep. So this is something you can use even if you're, for example, I finished training and I know that it's time for me to eat, and the, the quicker I eat, the better. Um, but I also know that if I eat in that state that I'm at, it's not also the best in terms of absorption and whatnot. So you can, instead of waiting so long, two, three minutes of breath work. Mm. Bring you to a calmer state. Eat your food, you'll digest it better. Mm. You can use this as a, j- 
general tool, the number one tool to develop that and mm. meditation. I feel like they go really, um, they'll be very beneficial to. But there's also different stages that you kind of have to go through. Like sometimes maybe when you first want to like plant the seed, you need like motivation from people to kind of G you up to know why you value going to the gym or working out or doing MMA or taking a sport serious. And then it's like the discipline. And then it's these next chapters or stages you have to go through just to excel mm. in it. Yeah, you know? for sure. But for I want to sure. talk to you about motivation. Obviously, to be successful in like UFC or MMA, what you want to do, and it takes a lot of discipline. Mm. And then a lot of people think, oh, if I'm not feeling good today, I shouldn't train. Oh, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like like you wake up at 6 a.m., for example, and you want to be productive. Like, I don't feel like waking up. So they go back to sleep and they, they go with their emotions kind of thing because they don't feel motivated. Mm. You know, like how I think unimportant is motivation and how important is discipline? Like really? I think they're both necessary. Discipline, you know, there's a, there's a quote we may have heard, which is, you know, you can't rely on motivation, so develop discipline. Mm. But... Motivation is also necessary. And I think discipline, I won't say all fighters are disciplined. I myself definitely am not the most disciplined person. Mm. And again, a younger version of myself might say I am disciplined. But now I know I'm not, I am not disciplined. Mm. Meditation has made me much more disciplined because I'm aware and able to see my impulses. Whereas earlier, you don't have that control. You can't even see the impulses. Mm -hmm. Bang, you're just moving on kind of autopilot. Mm. But motivation... And discipline, a good example of why, let's say you have someone that's fighting and then th in order to do well, they need a level of discipline to commit to a training schedule. But if there are boys in the gym that you all are training together and you actually enjoy it, even when your body's wrecked and whatnot, discipline is not a factor there that you can claim to have because yeah, true. it's now just a regular thing. Or let's say you've made a promise that you're going to be training and whatnot. And now it's like, oh, you're tired. And you know that maybe you wouldn't actually go to this, but you made that promise mm -hmm. and you go. Now, of course, there's still discipline there because some people will still just not do it. And then regardless of the promise. But if you see what I'm saying, it's like a... It's some are external yeah. and some are internal because the people are geeing you up or mm -hmm. telling you you have a commitment so you don't want to look bad. Yeah, you don't... Mm -hmm. Exactly, and that can be discipline. a motivating factor for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or it could be that you want to be a world champion so bad that you get yourself up and go, but I still wouldn't say that that's discipline because that's just your desire directing you there, just like other desires directing other people. Mm. I think discipline is a real thing in whatever... Um, the best book, Brian Tracy's one, no right there. It's the, the, the description they have in that book for discipline is doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done, regardless of whether you feel like it or not. Mm. And when you look at that description you realize it's just a function or a protocol. That same, that same description can, um, you can still fulfill that description by having those other motivations like wanting to, let's say, wanting to feed your family. Mm. That could be one and you'll do what needs, to, what needs to be done regardless of whether you feel like it or not. Mm. Or the same thing with the coach or the team. So I think discipline can be developed, got to work on it, but What's easier than that is to create the scenario for yourself. Yeah. Not only create the scenario for yourself to do the to make it easy to do the things you need to do when you need to do them. What yeah. do you mean create the scenario? Like he was talking about him being more than just a fighter or for okay. example. Like yeah. there's some sort of okay. And also even in the most basic form of looking at your environment, if you know like let's say um, even though it's you can alter your environment, let's say you smash into too much Uber Eats, which I've done many times. 
Where? Where? Uber Eats cars. Yeah, the liar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go, okay, I can delete the app. Yeah. That's one small way of saying how you can alter your environment, you know, make it easy for yourself to have this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. again, you can just download the app again, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. 100%. So how about the consistency? Because <coughs> sometimes it's easy to be disciplined, like in the moment, like because mm. you're like the motivation was there, then you kind of just, it's a habit. But then it's like the consistency long term, sometimes when you don't see results. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, like what you said about breathing, they breathe for 10, they do meditation for 10 days. Like, I don't feel better. This is garbage. Yeah. It's an easy thing to do. That one is a rough one because I feel it depends on how things are brought to you. You know, people have told me about, like I said, Troy told me about meditation. I barely looked into it. It was more when I went into it myself looking for attention mm. in terms of how to monitor my attention mm. and my attention span. But I went into, okay, cool. And then I found, I'm like, okay, wow, this is really beneficial. But in terms of longevity, Self-management. I think all about developing self-awareness. That's where it all starts. Yeah. Develop self-awareness and then just take the blockers, the, the blocks out of your own way. Mm. At the moment, there's things I don't even know might be blocking me. But I know that I've definitely seen more than what I was able to see. You mm. know? And sometimes you just get that as you grow older. Experience. These older people yeah. that have been through it all. That's also... Uh, yeah, experience you can't deny, you can't cheat. But that's an example of it. Yeah. Then I have to have the self-awareness. They've seen it. That's true, that's true. Also with discipline as well, it's, I personally believe it's one of those things that it's it's not overnight. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like motivation, you can quickly get a G up. Like let's say you got to fight the next morning or something like that. Or you want to do something uncomfortable, you can automatically just say to yourself, hey, let me get some sort of G up. Do you know what I mean? But the discipline to do that consistently mm. is a thing that takes over time. Mm. Like, it takes time, you know. You can't just go overnight and just say, hey, I want to become a fighter and do what a fighter does. Mm. Yeah, you know? For sure. And then at a certain point, the consistency takes over. And that's when I feel like anyone that commits to anything long-term, the long-term commitment starts to pay some reward to you. Yeah. Because at a certain point, <coughs> at a certain point, it becomes normal. Exactly. It becomes a habit. Yeah. And you don't have to put as much effort into maintaining that habit. Mm already normal but it requires some commitment but mm. you also discipline longevity all these things i feel it's a holistic thing yeah they're all are interrelated mm-hmm. they're all interrelated but and those you can't rush the process either yeah, yeah. You, need f- you need to fail you need to do well mm. you need to do a lot of things and that's true over time over time we all find our own way but those two two words are used interchangeably and i think they're used incorrect sometimes do you know what i mean because a person that's disciplined can fall off one day do you know what i mean so they might need that motivation i remember this guy once telling me like the idea or like analogy and I forgot the quote was about motivation. It's like a motivation is like a bath. We all need it once a, like every second day or so. You know what I mean? So like you can get demons. But this one is there forever. Yeah, it's not there forever. Exactly. Yeah, every day or so. Yeah. Do you have a bath every single day? You have to, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I want to change gears, man. I want to I switch topic, inshallah, because I know you're not Sam Gakembo who floats... And does meditation every single day, bro. There's something else to to Semke Kemba. What else do you enjoy doing, bro? Talk to us. I besides the private stuff, mm, I, I enjoy business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also been a passion of mine since young. You know, when mm-hmm. I look at myself, well, I'm still young, I guess. But when I look at myself as a kid, yeah, I see what I gravitated towards it was always business, sports, um, fighting, English. I love I love reading. I love learning. You have to drop when some I books that you recommend. Obviously, it's hard to give a general, <laughs> yeah. but just because of the topics we've been speaking about, you got to give a couple. All right, I, I'm going to try and think of some. Done. Give me two seconds. 
Let's <laughs> 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 take your time, finish. But yeah. first, I'll, I'll finish yeah. this one. So I love learning. I love self-development. Um, family, even though I spend less time than I would like to, now it's becoming more and more apparent to me every single day mm. that this is the real, there's nothing else that is like that. Yeah? Mm. We all can understand <coughs> that. Um, so often don't we, so your dad's from Uganda and your mum's... My mum is Chinese Malay and my dad is from Uganda. Mm. Yeah. So what's like... Yeah, do you know what's an interesting thing I learned the other day? Like, I was learning about family, spending time with your family and then one guy changed my perspective on it because he started talking about how obviously different families want different things, you know, especially when you have kids, you want to spend as much time as you can with them. But sometimes there's spending like, I don't know, I'll say six hours a day, then there's the extra and the extra. So he said, I prioritize my family legacy over my family, like extra leisure. Mm. Do you get it? So when I'm leaving to go, for example, fight or train or go read an extra book and learn about investing, I'm actually doing it for my family. So instead of spending time with them for that extra like short term, extra because obviously you want to build memories but it's the extra yeah. i'd rather build a legacy where maybe later on i can spend even more time with them mm -hmm. so i can be financially free or i can have less health issues and stuff like that so i can in the long term there'll be gains but yeah. in the short term you're going to miss out on a couple yeah. so it's like it's a family legacy mindset your your mindset shouldn't shouldn't be like that your mindset is you're supposed to desire a long life and stuff and obviously it's still spending that. a minute like the amount of time with them like you go watch a movie with them but in the extra two hours you'll be like I'll make it one hour and I'll spend it trying to invest I in. I know, but if you're like always rushing and you always got somewhere to go, somewhere to be, your kids will literally it will be you miss out sometimes. Yeah. But I think it's a, I think it's a middle ground between the both. Yeah, it has to. Be. But to summarize it, because I guess if you say what I like, there's so many things I like. But if you're talking in that sense, anime, I rate. You're a grown man. You like anime? I'm joking. Uh, I love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> bars, bro. bro since Yo, you know, me in the gym since. 10, 11, we've been watching anime non-stop, bro. Yeah, that like, guy doesn't like stop children, bro. <laughs> Till now, not going to stop. Even Seg, regardless of what any of them say, yeah. or hardcore on, on an anime. Yeah. We don't, I don't watch it as much now. I actually would like to watch it more, unfortunately, yeah. but, I, yeah. but I actually don't have time to. I hate saying it, but I don't have time to. But Why I love camping too. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you like Atomic Habits talks about attaching a habit you want to do with a habit you need to do? So, for example, I used to watch The Office and I used to say, Okay, I can. If I'm watching the office, I have to stretch. So I'll be on the phone roller for like an hour, but that's at least I'm way. benefiting at yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's a man. Honestly, I'm gonna take that one yeah. on board. I forgot about that. It's a good thing. But to if I know that downtime is good, yeah. I can say, okay, well, on my downtime, I'm gonna make sure I'm watching my anime. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't it seem like very? Doesn't seem leisurely or whatever. <laughs> How do I say yeah. it? Just to go, I need to schedule downtime. And to know? and to go back to book recommendations. I don't know. I'm. Th I'm th Starting to think, overthink on the question, but <laughs> I'll just say books that I really like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cold shower for me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say The Alchemist, one of my favorite books. You and Sousa friends now. My guy, my guy. The Alchemist. The Alchemist by Paula Coelho is one of my favorite books. I love it. I just like that book mm -hmm. a lot. Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. Mm -hmm. I need to read it again, but I, I think just read that actually. I think so I know you rated it. Yeah, yeah, the timing of when I read it was when I went to Thailand. Um, it was one of the books I brought with me when I was down there, and out of all the books I brought, I think there's only three that I actually finished, and that was one of them. And it changed my changed my perspective on a lot of things. Realizing that intelligence was something my understanding of the word intelligence would I'd bring up different definitions, mm -hmm. and then 
again, that was a, d- a little doorway into, okay, there's more to book smart and reading. No, no, no. This was a great book for me. And then another... Malcolm X's bio was, I read that one very young, maybe too young. <laughs> but it was a great book as well because, again, you got to see what the world is like in other people's shoes. Mm. Um, and then the, f- the four-hour work week, although I barely go back to it, I barely mm. refer to it, I just like the book because it, again, made another paradigm shift for me. Mm. Let's aim for some work where I don't have to... Um, commit myself in the same way. Mm-hmm. That book's a book you can always go back to. Always can go back to. That's, say, that's like book. the foundation book. Do you know, I just recently figured out that book was number one on the New York bestsellers oh. for about... He's an interesting guy. It was definitely guy over a decade. You, no. should listen to, you should listen to his podcast. There's a podcast series called How I Built This. Yeah, uh, so I think I've seen that one. Guy Raz or whatever. Uh, I've seen it. Am I recommended? Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing podcast. So it interviews like guys that have gone to the top of built something from the ground up. Yeah. And then they interviewed Tim Ferriss, you know what I mean? And Tim Ferriss, also speaking about the whole identity paradigm and all that kind of stuff, he speaks about how Tim Ferriss was initially, what he got big on was the 4-Hour Workweek. So everyone knew him as the 4-Hour Workweek guy, the, the health guru, the mental guru and all this kind of stuff. So... Um, then he goes to us. He goes to himself. He goes, the the four hour work week was number one on the New York bestsellers for over a decade. He goes, but I didn't want to be known as that guy who was the um, it's called four hour work week. Mm-hmm. So he went and tried different things. Now he's known as the guy who's sort of the weird guy because he goes and tries weird things mm-hmm. like how to read faster. Do you know what I mean? Different type of drugs that would um well drugs that will help you perform at an elite level. Do you know what I mean? That's and then now he's known as like the <laughs> podcasting guy. There's you drugs know? and there's drugs. Apparently, <laughs> 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 Annabelle. Yeah, um, yeah, bro. Tim Ferriss would go. I wanna, I wanna touch on anime, bro, because I'm getting sick of all this book talk. To be honest with you, sorry, bro. What, what movie do you recommend people to watch? Because I know anime. Mamdura's been going hard with this. Um, Attack on Titan. So he loves, loves Attack on Titan, bro. <laughs> Attack on Titan. Yeah, it's a, look, it's a solid anime. There's so many. The thing is, when it comes to anime, now I'm gonna nerd out on you because you brought this. <laughs> I watched be ready before it. you start that. Okay, I good. watched the Castle of Cagliostro. It's got Lu- you know Lupin. Lupin. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's in it. Was this an anime? You talking about yeah. Lupin the anime? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I watched yeah. Lupin the actual show that <laughs> went off. Yeah, but that, that's <laughs> what it's based yeah. off. Yeah, that's oh, isn't that what it's based off? I don't know the one that you mentioned, but I know the, the Lupin character. Yeah, yeah. so he was he the basically. Yeah, but this is the this is what this is what I don't like anime. Yeah. But you brought up the it's a, it's <laughs> a man. And I was but enjoying I said my I watched it. I said I watched it. Listen, listen, let me finish, yeah? This is a rant. Yeah. This is a therapy this, session This now. is a therapy <laughs> session now. Okay, you're going to listen. You're going to like it, yeah? <laughs> Basically, I went, well, we watched this movie. We had a trip in, um, what's it called? Morning to Peninsula. Yeah. We're sitting there and we're watching this movie. And I'm like, bro, this is a mad movie, bro. This guy's coming from lips and bounce to save this princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's, she's going to get forced marriage to this, um, I think her cousin or something, bro. I don't even know what that was. Bollywood movie, bro. Sounds like a Lebanese movie now. (laughs) (laughs) So so basically, yeah, what happens is he makes it to the thing he gets. He gets absolutely demolished, yeah, and this guy has to recover from his thing and and he has to go back to save her and then he ends up pulling her off because he's a master thief, basically, yeah? He ends up saving her. And at the end, she's like, I love you. I can't think of my life. Whatever, he's like, you don't want to get involved with me. <laughs> and then what happens is he saves the princess yeah. and everyone's perception of him changes and he's like, 
yeah, now nah, I'll leave that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna <laughs> go back to what I usually do. And then he's like, "You're gonna find someone you love. Don't worry about it." And I'm sitting there at the end. I'm like, "You went through so many loopholes to get this, bro. He almost died to save this girl." And then he goes at the end, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, so nah. You're not yeah. a fan of anime, bro, <laughs> bro, bro. I was You've been holding on to that rant since Mortal Kombat. Bro, bro. I'm yeah, telling I'm you, like, bro. I'm man, like, you, you have to get that off. You're like Sims on it. I'm like, watched it. Bro, I'm telling you, it's a good show. It's nah, a good, yeah. good we'll movie. We're on a roll the books, <laughs> bro. Good movie, good movie. Don't get me wrong, but me. What's it called, by the way? Anime because Castle of Cast. It's actually rated one of the best movies, but current. Because no one, because people that don't watch anime don't watch anime. To them, it must seem like it's only one category or only one genre. Anime is like movies, like anything else. There are many different um, genres, category, whatever, whatever it is that you like: series, movies, crime, whatever, like mm. sport. Yeah. They're, they're all there. No. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Magic, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Uh, the anime yeah, I would recommend. It's too many. I watched Death Note, which, Death is, a Note's good. which is a very good place to start. A lot yeah, of people recommend yeah, that. Yeah. It's the only one I've watched. Rated it? Yeah. Because they're so good. It's a good place to start. It's not too long. You don't want to give anime like 300 episodes. Yeah, no, no, Someone's no. going to start, let them get used to it. Because yeah. they're so out there. I'm telling you, I'm going to get this guy to be an anime addict because we're going to have a podcast <laughs> round three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some work <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> Ali's right. gonna come on the app instead. <laughs> <laughs> I come back and start speaking Japanese. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> there's too many. There's too yeah. many um, anime to name, but there's all the main ones that people watch. But those are the long, long ones like mm. Naruto, Bleach, all these ones. They've been around for quite some time. One Piece. Um, there's heaps. Hunter X Hunter. Good. Yeah, Death Note is one. a good. Hunter X Hunter Fire. Fire, bro. There's also um, fight animes that I used to watch as a kid probably helped me get into fighting. I would draw, I'd watch him like and then I'd get to Sunga outside <laughs> and we'd create a, a, a that's square. I go, that's it. Bro, <laughs> the socks on our hands and we start we start, we start, start throwing punches. Semakari and Sasanga sounds like they're in an anime, bro. <laughs> you notice it? <laughs> Walla, what a no, that's mad, bro. bro. At, at one point, we even said we're going to write an anime, bro. Nah, that sounds sick, man. That's crazy. Hey, but there's a boxing anime because I told you, now I'm not going to... about One Punch Man? One Punch Man, that's good too. But there's... A boxing anime, there's a Muay Thai anime even that I've seen. I used to watch these as, as, as a kid and I'd G up so hard. And your, bro- your brothers are into it as well. Hard, hard. This yeah. is it's all it's how you're raised. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't raised watching anime, so it's harder to get into. But would other ha- people, would, it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. We'd have the shared computer time yeah. and we'd even, make deals. <laughs> <laughs> we'd even make deals. We're going to watch. I'd have 30 minutes. Okay, I've done some shows. you got 30 minutes. Computer time gets 30 minutes. Say you get 30 minutes. Okay, boys. Come about we, we put, pull it together. 90 minutes of Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just sit there and watch, bro. Anime was a yeah. solid memory. Was dubbed version or non dubbed? Dubbed at the start, and then as I became even more of a nerd, I went to <laughs> the Asian um, side. I, I, went, I went to the <laughs> sub side. Are you one like, of those that like learned the language as well? Nah, you nah, know, those like no, no, the Sanga went so hard in anime because <laughs> he started he started learning Japanese, bro, yeah. just by watching That's so many animes. No, that because hard. these kids again. I'm talking shared computer time. Mm. Fast forward five, six years, he's got his own iPad. You know mm. what I mean? So Unlimited. Unlimited anime all yeah. day. Whereas I'm out here trying to work at Toll. This guy's <laughs> <laughs> guy watching anime. But, bro, yeah, he, was, he started to learn language, which shows you, you can learn just from watching. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When I was in Jordan, I used to meet people that spoke English with an American accent. I said, oh, you've been to America? They go, nah. How would you learn the language? They're like, TV. It's like, that's the level yeah, they yeah, learn yeah, it. They pick up the accents and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Alhamdulillah. 
Yeah, so switch, we're switching another gear, bro. Uh. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more because obviously you're a UFC fan as well, as well as uh, trying to it. trying to compete, bro. Same. You've been keeping up with Diego Sanchez, <laughs> <laughs> boys. I'll, I'll give you a little context in a second, yeah. But this is a bit cooked. So basically, there's a there's an old Poor UFC guy, fighter. Man. Yeah, he's, he's considered an icon because he was one of the first. He's one the of first the to win the first Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, first Ultimate Fighter. The first season of it, he won it. Yeah, he's bro. Been around since then. And basically, yeah, this guy he's been he's been around the block for a bit. He stayed in the UFC at least I think twelve years. He's been there since maybe since more. Yeah, since, since almost the start. Mm. And almost. then this guy's been he's been with some of the best gyms, bro. Like um, Greg Jackson. And he was he was in he was in some proper gyms, and then out of nowhere recently he just turned into a bit of a hippie and and people don't understand what's going on with him, bro. He came out to um, bro when he was fighting in in Abu, I think it was Abu Dhabi or UAE, bro. Oh no, no, it was at the Fight Island. He came out to um, oh my god, um, the, it's it's a Muslim, it's like a Muslim Nasheed. Mm. You can walk that to I didn't yeah, even know that. Well, like I'm not surprised because <laughs> he was the famous one. Is it Arabic or English Nasheed? <sighs> I don't like putting labels on it, but it's a Sufi nasheed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's, okay, it's okay. um, no, 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 some, some similar to that. It's so um, this one I go on, yeah. Anyway, so basically, yeah, but he he's kind of gone on this spiritual journey, and um, a part of this spiritual journey is he meets this guy called Joshua Fabian. <laughs> <laughs> and this is crazy because in the MMA community, you gotta show these guys a video cool. after this. Oh, of them training. Have you seen it? That's hang up <laughs> That's abuse. Wait, Joshua Fabian is that a made up guy? No, no bro. Sounds like a made up name. He's got two first names. <laughs> <laughs> when you see the video, it'll explain everything because it's not something you can watch and go, everything's all good. You watch and you yeah. go, okay. He's Do you watch these shows? I've watched it and I'm poor guy, man. I'm like, hey, what's he doing? What's yeah. he doing? He's got him hanging upside down. You know, like Spider Man. Yeah, like when, when you go. Yeah, there's all boxing bags. That's like from the context. monkey bars, like what we and then did as kids. He's one of the boxing bags, so he's got him hanging upside. There's all boxing bags. He's got no. him hanging upside as one no. of the boxing bags in a dungeon. <laughs> and then you're watching the video. Go, what's he doing? The guy's hanging like a bat. He's got his feet together. He's doing these ones. <laughs> then it's cool string. He just bop, hits him Bro. square hard on the Punching head. Him. Kicks yeah. him. Starts using him as a boxing bag. And his idea is, <laughs> I'm trying to get him to. As like other guys, you know, they'll worry when they get hit. They start to spaz out. They get a bit. He's gonna be used to it. <laughs> Upside down, blood rushing to his head. They hooked him hardcore, <laughs> and it's a laugh. It's a laugh. But Diego, there's a few things people pointed out that led him there. He's early on when he had one of his first L's. There's an interview, and they're asking him, "Oh, so what happened? Why do you think you lost?" And it was obvious why he lost. You know, it was a skill deficit, hmm. and he couldn't take anything on board. He hmm. was like, "Yeah, well, look, he blamed on other people, other circumstances, hmm. like in an explicit way, like." my coaches or my this or my team or he quickly started blaming things <coughs> and i think that is going to lead you down the wrong path because now the issues that are there for you to fix you're not fixing yeah. you're running to the next guy the next mm -hmm. guy the next guy now you end up hanging upside down cuz <laughs> doing boxing bag ones that's a nut bro that's a nut don't point the finger cuz you're going to be you're going to be getting cte from some random guy Joshua who claims Fabia. to be a trainer bro <laughs> you know what it is you don't understand how good this guy was. He was actually fighting for a title against arguably one of the greatest champions in UFC history. Who's this? Who's this? BJ Penn. Okay. He fought BJ Penn. He got clapped. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. He but got to even get there. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's some, some level. Some. There's some skill there. Yeah. He was. And he won there. Ultimate Fighter. He won the Ultimate, Ultimate Fighter. Fighter as well. And he's one of the. He's one of the OGs. He's. I think he's been in the UFC potentially for the longest mm. out of every, everyone else. 
clearly should have stopped a little while ago. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're still winning Ultimate Fighter, you still got the skill set. No, 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 no this uh, happened ages ago. Oh. Ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, yeah, no, nah, going upside down. <laughs> I had to switch gears on that one, bro, because had obviously I can't have these convos with these blokes because. I don't even know who's message me. Yeah, bro. But you gotta watch one anime a week. Okay? Yeah, no, nah, I ain't got it done, bro. I watch Attack on Titan one. Nah, I'm gonna and two. send you. I'm gonna send you an anime to do with fighting. You know, these guys. That's when I first started hearing about jujitsu and whatnot. There was an anime called. Um, no, I'm talking about. Um, that, that's a new one? one. I'm talking yeah. about Bucky the Grappler. Bucky the Grappler. Seg actually. Yeah, yeah. Seg, you know how Seg about this because we had a mad Sounds fight over this one Bucky. time. Um, <laughs> For some reason, I just kept ripping into Seg and saying the word Bucky for some reason, and one day he lost it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a laugh. We always laugh about it, even till now. But that anime, the kid, he goes and he has to learn all these different martial arts, but to like a, he's, had, he's had a shit go, and mm. he has to learn them for real, like, to help himself out. Yeah. And they go through, and I'm looking at all these names, I'm like, what's this, jujitsu? The guy's wearing a white thing. I go, that's the one I didn't care about the most. The one I liked the most was Muay Thai. Yeah. The guy's yeah. throwing hands and elbows. I go, mad. Did you ever want to go pro in Muay Thai? Because I know you're no, doing training in Thailand. Anymore. Just for only Maybe just I'll training. tick one off eventually, but now no. I just want to, yeah, just anime. Yeah, it's, it's actually very high risk for such a low reward, bro. Like injuries? Like, like on top of injuries, because it's it's basically the art of the elbows and the limbs, shins, yeah. yeah. But then on top of that, there's actually like there's no massive market for it. It's such mm. a niche. To make money there. I remember your Thailand stories. These guys would get on the top of cars on the way to fights and everyone in the streets cheering them on. And so yeah. the fights yeah. and stuff. Yeah. My Thailand stories? But, uh, maybe it was Zeki. Yeah. Yeah, my other but mate. I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah. My, my other mate did something. <laughs> but I know, but I know that they do that. Yeah. Do you like know Zeki? Yeah, yeah, Zeki. Yeah, he, did, he lived in Thailand. He was doing some training. Wait, why they do that? To G the fighters it's, on? It's just their culture. The, huh? the yeah. fighters there have a lot of respect, but no money. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. It's just life. Yeah. It's yeah. a lifestyle, yeah. bro. They get around them. Yeah, I heard in your first year of uni, you went to America. You got called out for like yeah. a, a fighting camp or something I along those there, lines. I went there for jujitsu competition. Yeah, jujitsu competition. Yeah, and I, I lost, and I remember that was like a big burn. I was like, because yeah. I, based on the guys we were training with, which when we went to America, there were some guys there that um, more high quality guys that had some um, accolades as well in the arena that I'm trying to win. Yeah, and I was doing well against them, so mm -hmm. I was like. I'm at least competitive here, yeah. and it was. I lost by an advantage, but I remember burning so much, and it was one of those moments that you went like twice, right. yeah. I went twice. Yeah, you did. That's pretty good though. Losing like early on that probably humbled you I a went lot. As a white belt, yeah, I went as a white belt in yeah. the white belt division, so of course, and it was good. I just was committed to a hardcore from the start. I was like, okay, this is it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Think how brazy that is, bro. First year, like you're just finding your feet in the world, yeah. Then you just go and just go to the other side of the world. You know what I mean? Pack Learn your bag. Good learning curve. Yeah. Did you give it much thought that the, the competition, or was it one of those things like you were offered and you're like, yeah, bet I'm going. No, nah, this one is not an offered thing. This is you sign up to do it. Okay, yeah, gotcha. so I'm like, this is a this is a high level competition and top like, UFC fighters were there, weren't they? Yeah, but they would compete in the they would compete in jujitsu. Gotcha. Course, yeah. But yeah, it's more when it comes to that jujitsu and UFC fighters. There's not a big correlation. Mm -hmm. Like the best jujitsu guys are. Um, there's very few of the best jujitsu guys doing MMA. Yeah. Yeah, Gracie. Then there was Damian Maya in his prime. Mm -hmm. But if you're too one-sided in, in in a sport like MMA, bro. Especially yeah. nowadays, new mm -hmm. generation coming up. It's just like anything else where the, the next generation. There's always going to be a better. Yeah. And better. And now they're just one-sided, and being a specialist is not enough. Yeah. You need to be good at all. Yeah. But tell us more about the mindset after you lost, though. 
Like how how like what were you going through at the time? Now coming back to Melbourne, bringing up trauma, bro. You're gonna yeah. start doing breathing <laughs> exercises on the podcast. No, because <laughs> no. Think about it. Think about it this way. Yeah, Pe- people. That's like what triggered me, bro. My <laughs> yeah. exercises. Nah, look. Now think about it because, like, inshallah, one day when you do make it to the UFC, people are gonna realize like, yo, how did this guy Sam make it? Like, he was one of us, grassroots and whatnot. It you know what I mean? And people, they're all gonna see like the flashy sides of everything. Do you know what I mean? His first profile, he won. Yeah, you see now that. people already start to put you in a different box, like it's a special thing or a special. It's not a special thing. It's yeah. not. It's just consistent. Oh, stop being humble. Bro. No, no, facts. Not everyone can walk in the ring like that, bro. Let's anyone, but anyone can. But also, anyone can. It's, it's different training, set of circumstances. Yeah. What if you were in my shoes, and you ended up deciding I'm gonna just fight at that age? What size you know? are you? What was that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the same thing will happen. Yeah, true. It's uh, what happened when I lost. I remember I was annoyed, but I also I had the right coach with me. He taught me how to lose. You can't. I've seen other people lose, and they treat their people within. Uh, just look, they have wrong reactions. I, I I got taught the right reaction. If it burns, mad. Let that fuel you. Mm. There's nothing else you can think about it. Mm. It is what it's already happened. There's nothing else. For okay, sure, sure. up the L. Did you lose both you years when you went? Yeah, I lost his blue belt. Blue yeah. belt, I remember how I lost. Um, oh, yes, I do. Again, I lost on points. Mm. White belt even worse because it was advantage. Advantage is like lower than a point. So we were even on points, yeah. and then I lost on advantage. And then blue belt, even worse because <coughs> I felt even more capable. And I had mm. even more evidence that I go, okay, I'm good to go. Mm. And... Yeah, the guy that I lost to ended up doing well. He came second. He came second out of like a many, many people, like big, big divisions. Mm. But it is what it is. You have to perform on the day at the time. That's what you learn from. Allah. Alhamdulillah, bro. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on last thing before we wrap up. There, I used to do um, a bit of Muay Thai in North Melbourne. And there was a brother that used to always be in the ring. I didn't even notice who he was. Obviously, I think you might know him very well or you might have just maybe just briefly spoken to him. He used to be in the ring and he used to be smashing the pads with Sam, uh, Sam Greco. Oh, yeah. Um, big brother, he's now in the UFC. He just recently lost to Anthony Smith. Uh, his name's Jimmy Crute. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah. I remember seeing him in the ring recently at that, that main event, yeah? And I was like, <laughs> but this guy looks so familiar, man. <laughs> and then we saw him on the, you know, when you're fighting on the Hex fight card as well, they, they did like a little... Um, Preview. Yeah, about who made it to the UFC from the same event. So basically what I'm trying to say is, yeah, the Hex fight series isn't no joke because who was a champion? Israel Adesanya was a champion there. Jimmy Crute was a champion many, there. Many people. Who else? Um, uh, a lot of boys from CKB have fought there. I think at least seven, eight plus UFC fighters have come from Hex. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe. So you got to give yourself some flowers, bro. MashaAllah, you're doing very well for yourself, man. Sims the next up. Like I said, we're, we're there, bro. We're backing you, inshallah, bro. I appreciate it. I heard you walking in the stage next time with a Fair Dinkum t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll put I'll put the Fair Dinkum logo on the on the shirt because I didn't walk out with a shirt this um, with any logos on the shirt this time. But now I've got some 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 sponsors. I'm gonna put logos there, and anyone that. Hope sponsors don't get mad. I'm gonna be like, they pay, they pay. You're going on the shirt. Facts. Yeah, legend, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Legend, bro. Respect, respect. Thanks for coming on, bro. bro Appreciate it. Yeah. Listen, Pleasure. like and subscribe if you want. If you don't want, we don't. No, I'm joking. Please do it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>